Hey there, I'm Daphna Chazen, registered dietitian and weight loss coach, and you're listening to the Down to Earth PCOS Nutrition Podcast, a place for practical advice for women looking to balance their hormones, ditch dieting, and discover mindset shifts that will keep you motivated and empowered on your healthy eating journey. Are you ready to get started? I have a wonderful guest on the show today. Her name is Dr. Caroline Floyd. She is a doctor of acupuncture and Chinese medicine practicing in Sacramento, California. Dr. Floyd specializes in hormone health and emotional wellness. She sees patients with a variety of health concerns, including PCOS, menstrual issues, and PMS, fertility, anxiety, and sleeplessness. She's also the founder of Dr. Floyd RX, which is a Chinese herbal product line for those needing assistance with menstrual health, fertility, and emotional health. And these are all topics we're going to touch on on today's episode. And in this episode, we're also going to be talking, of course, about the principles of Chinese medicine and how Dr. Floyd works with patients with PCOS in her clinic in California. She's especially helpful for them in their fertility journey. We're going to also discuss that as well as what acupuncture is, how it may benefit women with PCOS, and what you can expect if you choose to give this treatment approach a chance. The reason that I wanted Dr. Floyd to come on the show today is that the popularity of Eastern medicine treatments like acupuncture and using herbal medicine is definitely growing in the past few years. And I think that if someone's had difficulty, if you've had difficulty in finding the answers that you're looking for, for treating your PCOS through conventional medicine, meaning going to regular doctors and looking for, you know, different treatments that are offered to you as the pill or other medications that you do not want to take or that have not helped you, this interview will definitely help you become more informed about Eastern medicine, Chinese medicine, and how these treatment modalities can fit in into your own health journey. So it's a great episode. Dr. Floyd gives a lot of information and so much value about how it works, who it's for, how it can benefit you, and what you can expect, which I think helps to break down, kind of demystify it a little bit, help you understand it better, and maybe help encourage you to give it a try. I also think that, unfortunately, some of these treatment modalities are often perceived as not being well-studied or not being based on science, which could not be farther from the truth, especially when it comes to fertility. So acupuncture is shown when it's combined with herbal medicine, it has been used for centuries to treat certain causes of infertility, specifically ovulatory dysfunction in PCOS. And studies also show that acupuncture in conjunction with other fertility treatments can increase pregnancy rates by 50%. So we also know that it's not just about ovulatory dysfunction. Acupuncture has also been reported to potentially help improve insulin sensitivity and decrease testosterone in women with PCOS. So there are a lot of documented, well-studied benefits of acupuncture and herbal medicine when it comes to PCOS. And if you're someone who's looking to optimize your health, get better answers and better results, Today's episode is definitely for you, and I also want you to go to the show notes and check out all the links on where you can find more information, as well as Dr. Floyd's website and other resources. 
So I won't make you wait any longer. Let's get right into my interview with Dr. Caroline Floyd. Welcome to the show, Dr. Floyd. How are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. I'm really excited for this conversation because I know a lot of women are unsure about acupuncture. They want to know more about it. They want to understand how it can help them. And I know you're the perfect person to do that. So we're going to get into all of that shortly. But before we do that, can you tell my listeners a little bit about yourself? Sure. So I am um, a doctor of acupuncture and Chinese medicine, and I'm based in Sacramento, California. Um, And my specialty is in women's health and emotional health. And with women's health, um, I kind of focus on anything that can be improved with hormone balancing. Like hormone balancing is the main thing that I focus on in my practice. So anything from PCOS to endometriosis, um, any type of period issues. So I really like to focus on like helping women have better periods. Um, So painful periods, PMS, irritability, that type of stuff. Um, And then I also focus on like menopause and postpartum. Um, and I have a huge kind of, um, a huge client base, I guess, in fertility. So fertility is one of my, my main focuses as well. Um, and I am also the owner of Dr. Floyd RX, which is an herbal line, um, that I started. It's based in Chinese herbs and it's for women's health, menstrual health, um, and also emotional health. Okay. Very cool. So I want to hear about all of that. But tell us first, what made you interested in acupuncture? Yeah, so I mean, I am biased, but I think it's a pretty good story in that it's kind of it's kind of random. So I, I went to a small liberal arts school in Greensboro, North Carolina called Guilford College. And I feel like I wouldn't have ended up where I'm at if I didn't have a small liberal arts education, I started taking classes that were just based on my interest. Like going into college, I had no idea what my major would be. I thought it was going to be like psychology or something. Um, but the classes I started taking that piqued my interest were Asian philosophy um, and then Mandarin. And I just kind of kept like following my interest and it led me to studying abroad in Beijing and China. And I loved it. Um, and so I decided, you know, I wanted my major to be East Asian philosophy and Mandarin. And then when I graduated from school, I moved back to China. Um, and I lived there for about three years, um, working there. And while I was working, like any time that I would get sick or have issues sleeping or have period pain or anything, I would go see the local acupuncturist and herbalist down the street. Um, and I just be like, I, I got better so fast and I just thought it was so fascinating, like watching him, the doctor weigh out these raw herbs and sending me home with a little, you know, brown bag full of herbs that I make tea with. And I, I got so much relief that I just, I kept showing up and kept asking him questions. And eventually he kind of like took me on, um, as, I wouldn't say an apprentice, but someone he could like laugh at daily because he would, he would like teach me how to cup and I would cup his patient, fire cup, um, his patients and we would weigh herbs and things like that. So with my, you know, Mandarin that I was, that was maybe pretty broken at the time. Um, yeah, he kind of took me under his wing. So then I came back to the States and I, I knew I wanted to be a Chinese medicine practitioner. And so I enrolled, um, in my doctorate program at Pacific College of Oriental Medicine in San Diego. 
Um, and then I moved up to Sacramento and started started to practice. So that's kind of kind of the story that led me here. That's pretty that's pretty cool story. It is a good story. But, yeah, thank you. <laughs> and so I know that here in the states, obviously, um, Western medicine is what most people are familiar with and go to. Um, but I'm sure that when you were living in China, that was a whole other experience, right? Yes. Yeah. And, you know, one thing in China that I thought was really cool. So Chinese medicine obviously has been around in China for since like well before the Christian era for thousands of years. And now as, you know, society has opened up in the last, I'd say, 100 years, they have like integrative hospitals. So a lot of China is Western and Eastern medicine, which I love. And I think that is, is you know, something to aspire to. Because I remember one time I got food poisoning and, you know, I went to the second floor of the hospital that was, you know, more Western medicine. The doctor took my vitals and my blood pressure and, you know, lab work and things like that. And so once they, you know, kind of assessed me and said that I was good to go, they told me to go to the third floor, which is the herbalist floor mm-hmm. to get my Chinese herbs before I left. And then the first floor, which is the acupuncturist herb to get a treatment. So it was like a really integrative system, which just showed me like how well the, the two can work side by side, which is kind of what I strive to do in my practice. Interesting. Yeah. That kind of sounds like a dream actually. Like, you, yeah, it was, yeah, you yeah. can have everything and kind of, you know, everyone working together, right? All the things yeah. more holistic. So yeah, everyone working together and everyone just like knowing that the other, like acknowledging that the other is useful and beneficial and yeah, can kind of work side by side, which I was like, this is what I want to incorporate in my practice. Yes. So before you tell us more about your practice and your work, specifically how you help women with fertility and hormonal issues, can you tell us, um, a little bit about Chinese medicine principles. Like how does that, like you said, fit in with, you know, Western medicine? How does it differ? How do you really see that as complementary to other treatments? What are some of the mm-hmm. pillars of it? So um, in Chinese medicine, like the main understanding is that disease, any type of disease, or I would just say like um, unpleasant symptom is a disturbance in like the ecosystem of the body and health is restored by treating the entire system, not just part of it. So it's a very holistic whole body approach. Like we see all organs are interconnected and everything, like it's not like you have a separate organ with that doesn't interact through your circulatory system or your nervous system with other uh, organs. So we really look at the body as a whole, um, which is, is what I love because when we're working on like a chief complaint, you're not just getting relief from the chief complaint. Everything is kind of getting better when you kind of restore the balance within the body. Um, So in Chinese medicine, we talk a lot about like yin and yang, qi and blood, excess and deficiency, which, you know, seems like it wouldn't inherently fit in a Western medical paradigm talking about that type of stuff, but it really does. You just have to have someone who's able to kind of break it down for you. Um, when I explain like how acupuncture works in general, and I can kind of go into PCOS more specifically later in the talk, but how acupuncture works in general is through, um, the nervous system and through the circulatory system. Um, and so I, I like to kind of give my patients a general overview of anything like acupuncture helps anything that improves with decreased stress and increased circulation, which stress 
as we all know, has such a cascade of like negative repercussions throughout your whole body. So we're working on the nervous system, um, which really helps balance your sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system. So we know that like, I, I, I'd say most people are in fight or flight. So the sympathetic like dominance where we're stressed and we're anxious and we have, you know, we go from one thing to the next. Acupuncture helps balance that and get you out of the fight or flight and into your like rest and digest parasympathetic nervous system, which is, you know, when your body has time to digest your food and re-regulate blood circulation um, and yeah, help you just replenish and reset. You do this through sleeping and also just through taking time to relax acupuncture can help get you out of fight or flight and it also can help with your circulatory system because we're putting you know stainless steel needles in different aspects of the body or different areas of the body and when you're introducing you know it's a foreign invader um to the body your immune system sends you know white blood cells in circulation to that area to kind of check it out so by doing so we're kind of working with your body to to move circulation to areas and that helps a lot with um, with a lot of you know disease diseases. Okay, that makes sense. And is everybody a candidate for acupuncture? Is this someone where this was someone where a condition or a situation where this would be contraindicated? Um, I so like kind of going back to you know what I was talking about earlier. Chinese medicine has been like the primary form of healthcare in China for a really long time, even though now, you know, Western and Chinese medicine are integrated. So like, I like to think of Chinese, you would go to see a Chinese medical therapist, just as you would go to see a Western medical doctor. So anything, you know, ranging from low back pain to digestive issues, menstrual health, emotional health, anything. So I, uh, yes, I may be biased, but I think everyone can benefit from acupuncture. Um, and, so, you know, it's just a matter of time. Some people, like everyone's nervous systems are at different, um, different like levels and states and everyone's health is kind of, you know, everyone's been through something different and have, has different genetic predispositions. So it, it will vary on treatment time between patients. But I think that people, all, everyone, despite their ge- like genetic predispositions can benefit from acupuncture. Mm-hmm. And this may be an ignorant question, but um, so you mentioned cupping, you mentioned acupuncture and herbs. What are some other treatment modalities in Chinese medicine that you perform? Yeah, it's not an ignorant question at all. Um, So, you know, mainly my treatment modalities in Chinese medicine. So we have acupuncture, we have Chinese herbs, um, which I use on you know, a good majority of my patients. Um, I do a lot of like Chinese fire cupping or, you know, in Western medicine, it's called myofascial release. So we're really bringing blood flow to like different tight areas of the body um, and helping relieve pain through through Chinese fire cupping. We also do gua sha, which is um, some people know it as like scraping, um, but it is where you take typically like a jade tool and kind of... Um, it's similar to cupping in that you're promoting blood flow by using this jade tool against like, you know, different areas of the body. So those are kind of our main, um, our main modalities to use in, in Chinese medicine. I, I'd say focusing on acupuncture and herbs, but also 
you know, cupping depending on, you know, pain or any sort of like um, lung condition we'll use cupping for, Mm -hmm. but mainly acupuncture and herbs. Okay, very cool. So for the women with PCOS that come to see you, what are some of the main symptoms or complaints that they would come in with? Yeah, so most of my PCOS patients come in complaining of, you know, hair loss on their head and then hair growth in other areas of their body um, and ovulation, so not having regular cycles. I have like, it kind of varies between, and I'm sure you see this too, PCOS patients, like it's not just not having a period. Some people have periods every two weeks. So I feel like it's either like um, you don't have a period or you have a period too often, or it's just very irregular. So I see, I treat a lot of like irregular periods. Um, and then, you know, testosterone, any sort of like lab work that's um, you know, slightly abnormal will work on as well. But I think the main thing that people are coming in for, you know, because oftentimes you don't necessarily know that your testosterone and prolactin or whatever is out of whack, but you do see hair loss and hair growth fluctuations. And so I think that's kind of the first like outward tool people um, that people come in for in a regular period. Those are like, yeah, kind of explicit uh, signs to you that your body is, is out of whack. So that I treat a lot of, of, of that. And so when um, you hear the symptoms and you kind of take, you know, an assessment of the person, what's going on, what their goals are, what they're looking for. um, So of course that would change the types of herbs that you recommend, right? Mm -hmm. And then as far as the acupuncture itself, I'm just curious, like there are different placements of the needle based on different symptoms, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So acupuncture has over 400 different points. Um, and I really want to emphasize like acupuncture does not hurt. I, I think that that's one thing that people are scared of. And I'm, you know, I grew up being terrified of shots and uh, needles. So I, it's interesting that this is my profession, putting needles into people, but um, acu- the, the, the needle is, is the stainless steel, hair thin, very small needle. So you should not feel the insertion you should not feel us taking the needle out. And when you lay on the table, you get, you get really relaxed. So we have about, um, yeah, over 400 different acupuncture points. And depending on the symptoms that you're coming in for, we'll kind of vary, choose the points. Everyone, again, like presents differently, especially with PCOS, like all types of bodies, all types of symptoms. And it's not um, a standard presentation, which is, you know, often why people, I think, have a hard time diagnosing it or doctors have a hard time diagnosing it. So, you know, depending on the symptoms of the person, we'll kind of vary the treatment. Okay. That makes sense. So if someone were to come in, um, say they were having, you know, issues with hair growth, yeah, maybe elevated androgens. um, Can you tell us a little bit about like what a typical session would look like? What would you be doing? Yeah. So, um, the first thing that we do, so, you know, in our new patient session, we sit down for a while and I want to get like all the information about your menstrual cycles and your symptoms. And I also want to know stuff that doesn't necessarily correlate with PCOS or most patients don't think it does, which is like digestion and bowel movements and sleep and all that stuff. Cause we really, we have to get everything regulated for your hormones to come in balance. So I'm always asking patients, you know, even in follow-up visits, like, First, we'll go over, you know, how's the last week been? Do you, have you started a period or, you know, how's the hair growth? How much hair are you seeing in the shower? Um, and then, so I get kind of like a, 
an overview of the last week in terms of PCOS, but I'm always asking about sleep and bowel movements and digestion. Um, and then I feel their um, radial pulses on each side. So our like diagnostic methods, aside from you know talking and communicating with the person, getting their symptoms, our tools, our diagnostic tools are looking at the tongue and the tongue coding and also feeling the radial pulses on each side. Mm-hmm. Um, we look at tongue coding because it's we, we're looking at coat and also color. Um, we can see a lot of different um, of different things in the tongue. And mainly what I'm looking at when I'm looking at coding is how good your digestion is because your mouth is, you know, the first part of your digestive system and the part that I can readily see. If people are having digestive problems, typically they can't digest the coating on the on the on their tongue, mm-hmm. and so I'm looking for like any type of of coating um, to to clue me into digestive prob- problems. And I'm also looking at you know color of the tongue, um, how circulation is, things like that. And then I'll feel the pulse, and the pulse tells me, you know, obviously about circulation um, and how your blood is circulating, but also in Chinese medicine, each different area of the pulse corresponds to different organs. Um, it's really fascinating. I'm, I'm always someone who I'm, I'm a very big skeptic. I like to be like, okay, why, you know, and for, for pulses corresponding to organs in, in Chinese medical school, I was like, this is, I don't know if I buy this. And then I see it every day. I'll feel someone's pulse and I'll feel the lung pulse. And I'm like, your asthma feels like it's flaring up. And I'm like, my asthma is flaring up or looks like it's like, I'm feeling, you know, the heart is related to sleep in Chinese medicine. It looks like, you know, you're not sleeping well or things like that. And so through my experience, you know, it's a diagnostic tool I've come to really rely on. So those are the two, two kind of things I do. And then I will give acupuncture and let them sit on the table for about um, 30 minutes to an hour. And then we'll take the needles out and send them on their way. And how often would someone come back? So it, it kind of depends. You know, some people notice notice a change in PCOS symptoms and periods immediately. Some people, it can take a couple months to regulate hormones and have your hormones stay regulated. I like when I'm working with um, hormone balance, I like weekly acupuncture appointments. That doesn't mean, that doesn't go to say like you can't come every other week or once a month, but typically I do weekly in the beginning to really get a jump start. And then once we see the symptoms Um, start to change, your body becomes balanced. We go to every other week and then once a month and then you'll just come in for maintenance. Okay. And how frequent is maintenance? Um, I would say, so it kind of, again, depends on the person. When someone notices that things are changing for them, like their cycles are becoming um, longer, more infrequent or heavier, then someone would know that they would need to come back in. So it's kind of like how in tuned you are with your body and, you know, if hair loss kind of picks up again. So for some people, maintenance is like once a month. And for some, it's like once every couple months to half a year. And I have to ask you, so you talked about being skeptical yourself. Do you ha- ever have mm-hmm. people coming in, not really quote unquote buying into it or, you know, they're trying it, but feeling a little maybe hopeless because a lot of my clients and I know women who are listening now have tried a lot of things. Yeah. have been through a lot of different treatments, modalities, medications. Um, so I know this is a totally different and new approach for a lot of people, but do you ever get people who come in not being really into it than seeing amazing results? Yes. And I, you know, I, I, 
again, I'm a skeptic. I totally get why someone would think that, you know, we're, we're not born with thinking that acupuncture is like a common thing. So I, I totally get it. And again, that's how I was. And so I just say, you know, like, luckily you don't have to believe in it for it to work and, you know, give it some time. And if at any point you have doubts about it working or you want, you know, the, the treatment modality to get a little bit more aggressive, maybe we should meet twice a week, things like that. Um, but I, I see it happen all the time. Patients are like, all right, well, you know, I am kind of at wit's end. Typically we get people, you know, who finally decide to come to acupuncture because Western medicine hasn't really worked for them or they put them on, you know, metformin and send them on their way and they have all these digestive issues and, you know, things aren't really changing. And so we get people who feel like they're kind of lost and hopeless because, I, I think PCOS, it's like PCOS can be quick to diagnose and then quick to also dismiss. You kind of just like send them on their way. Um, and so people don't, they're like, okay, I was just diagnosed with PCOS. I have no idea how to change my diet. I have no idea what I should do. They gave me this pill. Like, I don't feel like I'm empowered at all with my body and what's going on. So yeah, people are definitely really hopeless, but um it's kind of the cases I love to work on because I'm like, you just wait and see, you know, <laughs> well, we will get your period regulated. We'll get you some herbs and you just wait and see. And it's, it's pretty objective, you know, the feedback your body will give you and how, how much acupuncture can, can change someone's hormones. So I like those cases. I love that kind of stuff too, because it's just, you know, when you believe in something, when you know it works, when you know that the person can benefit, um, you know, your body's going to show you, you don't have to convince anyone. You don't have to really do much. The work does it, you know, it, it proves itself. So exactly. Yeah. You're like, you don't have to believe in it. It will still work for you, you know? Um, so you touched on herbs. Um, actually, before I talk about herbs, I wanted to ask you, so if someone were to increase the intensity, is that basically increasing the frequency of the treatments? Typically, yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, if someone isn't getting the results they want, I'll put them on herbs. Also herbs, like for anyone who's not based in Sacramento, um, the, the herbal formulas in my line, you know, we ship everywhere. So you don't have to take, you don't have to be, go, be going to get acupuncture and also taking herbs for herbs to work. Herbs are like in Chinese medicine, you know, like I said earlier, there's like the third floor was the herbal floor. The first floor was the acupuncture floor and that they're like com completely separate, uh, treatment approaches. So you don't, you don't need both. So sometimes if someone needs to pick up, you know, the frequency of the treatments or things, then we'll add herbs um, mm -hmm. to get more of like the results faster. So how, how, what is the form of the herbs? Is it something you steep to drink as a tea or is it pills or how does that work? Yeah. So my herbal formulas are in capsules. Um, I, you know, when I was in China, it was a lot of like teas and a lot of people, a lot of Chinese Americans and, you know, they're, they're used to like having their house when they grew up smell like herbal teas, like this, like these like dark liquids that they would drink. And to be honest, and I'm sure they would agree with me too, Chinese herbs don't taste fantastic. They're pretty bitter. bitter yeah. And so I, yeah, I, I chose capsules because herbs only work if you take them consistently. And I want to increase compliance with my patients. And so I feel like, you know, most patients are more willing to take capsules and not taste herbs than they are to simmer these herbs, you know, on their stovetop for hours. Mm -hmm. um, so mine, mine are in capsules. That being said, if you want to 
like take them like a tea. You can open the capsules and put them in some hot water. I would just suggest not putting them in like a full cup of tea, maybe like a half a cup because you're not going to like it and you're going to want to drink it pretty fast. Maybe a shot glass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Take a little shot of herbs. Yes. Um, so what kind of herbs, like what, what specific herbs have you found helpful for fertility and for PCOS? Yeah. So, um, you know, again, it, it really depends on where your hormones are at. So on my website, drfloydrx.com, it breaks up herbal formulas depending on your period. So there's one for like a heavy period, one for PMS, one for blood clots, things like that. So like the, the period for pain and for blood clots in Chinese medicine, that's blood stagnation. And um, it makes kind of sense. It's like, you'll, you'll see stagnant blood in your period. So that formula has a lot of blood movers or blood circulators and also pain relievers. Mm-hmm. Um, for the PCOS formula, um, you know, it's, it's about eight different herbs for that formula. And those formula, like the main one that I think that most people know and talk about is licorice and peony. Those two, um, you can get like licorice and peony PCOS formulas. However, I think it needs to be more balanced, like not just those two herbs, but those herbs help with insulin resistance, um, which is, is helpful in PCOS and kind of one of the drivers of all the other factors. And so the herbs in the formula target kind of insulin resistance, but also in Chinese medicine, it works on um, the area that um, we call it, we call it builds blood but it's, it corresponds to like anything that builds blood makes the tissue in your body more receptive of estrogen and uh, particularly estrogen. So it kind of helps regulate hormone, hormone levels in that. So we don't, I don't do like a lot of single herb prescriptions. All my formulas have like, you know, between four and eight different herbs because they all work synergistically. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can't like, I don't, I don't typically name just one, but we do a lot of like ginseng, which is an adaptogen. And we do a lot of yeah, licorice and peony and ginger and, you know, food mm-hmm. medicine is really powerful. So can you talk a little bit know. about adaptogens? Just yeah. So yeah, what they are and how would someone use them? So I, a lot of people always ask me about ashwagandha and ashwagandha isn't a Chinese herb. It's an Ayurvedic herb. And so I didn't, I don't use it in my practice often, although I know that it is helpful and that I see a lot of patients using it, but adaptogens help your body adapt to stress and like your stress response. So when you are really stressed, as I'm sure, I mean, I notice this whenever I'm in, in periods of, of high stress, your body's like threshold to get stressed is a lot faster. Like things that wouldn't, if you're stressed and tired, things that wouldn't typically stress you out, like maybe going to meet a friend at noon this afternoon for a cup of coffee, all of a sudden become these like very hard things to do. And so adaptogens help your body. um, It helps the threshold become like thicker. So Mm -hmm. your body isn't as quick to jump into that fight or flight. So the main one that I use is ginseng. And again, like, I don't think that you should be taking significant amounts of ginseng because it's an adaptogen in and of itself. Like all, all herbs need to be balanced out with other herbs, which is why I like formulas instead of single use herbs. But ginseng is kind of our main, one of the main um, adaptogens we use in, in Chinese medicine. And it's a, it's an herb in a lot of my formulas. Mm-hmm. And do you help women with the nutrition side of things as well? I do. I don't get into like specific details, but typically I'll have them 
kind of run me through like a, a, a day uh, in their life of their diet. And we'll kind of talk about like their triggers. Like a lot of patients will, you know, will, will feel like dairy exacerbates their digestion and things, but they won't stop it. And so I'm like the one that helps encourage them to look at their diet and see like what their body is, how their body is responding to certain things. Um, in Chinese medicine, yeah, diet is just like, I, I don't go into specific. It's, it's the specifics. It's like a whole food kind of approach. Like I'm just encouraging people to cook more at home and, you know, eat more whole foods and less processed foods and work on their sugars and things like that. But this is where I think obviously, you know, dietitians who specialize in PCOS come to shine like yourself, because it really is, you know, an individualized approach and it depends on each person and how, you know, what, what their goal is and what their symptoms are. So I'll, I'll kind of start with having little tweaks. And then if I feel like they still need more help, I I'll refer out. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Mm -hmm. So I just want to talk a little bit more for my listeners who are considering acupuncture. Um, Is there anything else that you can share about some of the protocols that you use um, for PCOS? So we talked about for for, for, through the um, acupuncture and the herbs. Um, Is there anything else you can share with us? Yeah. So, I mean, it's mainly acupuncture and herbs, but something I didn't touch on that I want to talk about is um, like the protocol, the acupuncture protocols that we use, we're choosing because acupuncture helps regulate your HPO axis, your hypothalamus pituitary ovarian axis. And this is what controls like your brain telling your ovaries when to secrete, you know, progesterone or estrogen or LH, things like this. So this is often what's um, imbalance, I mean, androgens as well. So this is often what's imbalanced in PCOS. So by helping regulate the dysfunction of your HPO access, you're normalizing the secretion of hormones. So by doing this, you're balancing androgens and also, you know, helping with the, the signs and symptoms of hair loss, you know, excess hair growth, irregular ovulation. So we're really regulating ovulation by working with your HPO access. And another thing that I think is really cool that is worthwhile to note is that acupuncture increases the glucose uptake. So they've been there have been studies that will do your blood glucose before and after an acupuncture appointment, and um, we see that your the after an acupuncture treatment that you have less glucose floating around in your body. It helps it helps your body uptake glucose into the cell to be usable and then excreted. Um, and so, you know, having, keeping these metabolic changes in check, again, helps with, you know, a lot of PCOS patients with their inability to lose weight and excess androgens and infertility. And, you know, so keeping insulin resistance in check, I think is a huge thing for, for PCOS and a huge driver of all the other symptoms. And so acupuncture can help, help with insulin resistance. Yeah. Thank you for mentioning that. I think it makes so much sense when we look at, you know, how the body works to treat it in this way, right? To treat it mm-hmm. and to work on the, the bigger systems as opposed to what we're used to getting treated for, which is specific symptoms, like you mentioned in the beginning. So it's exactly it's a totally different approach. And when we think about our medicine, you know, the kind of conventional medicine, there's a doctor for every body part. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it doesn't really make sense because so much of, 
you know, hormones specifically and our body, everything is intertwined. So there's kind of this, this exactly. when we go to different doctors for different things. Yeah. My mom, you know, struggled with cancer and I remember feeling that same exact way and so much frustration because like we're going to see the cardiologist and then we're going, you know, to see the neurologist and then we're going to go see the chemo specialist. And it was just like, no one is putting these puzzle pieces together. And, you know, that I think Western medicine is incredible for, you know, a lot of things and for a lot of emergency conditions. Um, however, yeah, there's just a missing puzzle piece by putting everything together. And, you know, the doctors that are specializing in a certain body part typically, you know, know the medications very well for that body part, but aren't as familiar with, you know, how they're going to interact with a formula that a different person who specializes in a different organ puts you on. And so it's like the, the, there's no one there to put all the puzzle pieces together. So I just think this is why like working integratively with Western Eastern medicine is just so important because you need to look at all the body parts working together to like really kind of restore health. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. Is there any resource or website where my listeners could go if they're interested in finding um, a Chinese medicine doctor in their area? How would they go about that? Yeah. So um, if they want to, the, the main website that I like for finding Chinese medical doctors is ABORM. So it's the Acupuncture Board of Oriental and Reproductive Medicine. I think it's aborm.org. But if you type it in, you'll you'll be able to come up with it. And although, you know, not every PCOS patient is um, looking to get pregnant, the or looking, yeah, looking to conceive the um, the reproductive specialists are very good with PCOS too because we're studying hormone balance. Mm-hmm. So I, I would start there, finding an aborn practitioner in your area. Okay. Um, yeah, and I yeah. can link to that in the show notes so people can find it easily. Mm-hmm. That'd be great. Um, can you kind of leave us off with a few final thoughts as well as where can my listeners find you and, and um, discover more information about your work and your herb line and all of that? Yeah, so a few final thoughts just right off the top of my head, like, I, your body is not broken. And for PCOS bodies, people get really frustrated because, you know, they're eating well and they're exercising and they're not seeing a huge change or, you know, their periods aren't coming regularly and your body is not broken. Your body is giving you signs to communicate with you, telling you that something is off. And so actually that means that your body is working, your body is communicating. So I think just like listening to these signs and not ignoring them and knowing that it doesn't have to be like this, um, that you can make, you know, diet changes and, you know, go see an acupuncturist and get on an herbal formula and your body will work for you. Like as as responsive as your body is to sending you these messages that things aren't working, it's as quickly it can kind of turn things around too. So just don't lose hope. And there are people out there who specialize in this stuff that can support you. Um, and how you can find me on Instagram um, is Floyd underscore acupuncture. Um, and then my herbal formula uh, website is drfloydrx.com. Perfect. That's great. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah. So really appreciate it. Of course. I'm really glad to kind of help your listeners understand how acupuncture works. I think it's really important to talk to someone who gets yeah PCOS and who can also kind of explain it because it's not this like voodoo 
mm-hmm. you know, medicine. So I, I really appreciate you having me on here. Absolutely. Thank you again. Of course. Have a good one, Daphna. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed the interview and I've found a lot of great insights, strategies, and information in what we discussed today. For more information, please visit the show notes below so you can get all the details, links, and recommendations that were discussed today. And if you like this podcast and what you've heard today, leave a review and subscribe to the show so you never miss when new episodes are out and you also help more people find this information. I'll be here again next week with a new episode. Until then, be well. Bye for now.